Welcome to the 109th minute prod- podcast. We are not podcasting, not yet. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, uh, with our new setup here, our new graphic, a new name for the show. We are the 109th minute podcast, uh, your supporter group podcast for the the San Diego Football Club which is uh, the uh, club that this supporter group supports. <laughs> to talk about it is uh, our producer, John Cross. I'm going to bring him on. John, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Great. I am very uh, excited. Uh, got a, a few things to talk about this week. Uh, I'm super excited to do it. I, I finally made it to uh, uh, one of these SDFC events. Uh, I, uh, you know, we've got some leadership stuff to talk about membership stuff to talk about, but the first things first, the thing on everybody's mind, the name of the podcast, uh, we have a new name and we only had a semi cold open. Uh, but I think we're going to have a song (laughs) sometime soon. What do you say? Uh, we have some people working on something we might do. And I, I looked at the song we used before, um, Paul Topia had put together. And I think there is a way I might be able to re-edit it a little bit that could still work with being San Diego specific um, rather than loyal specific. So I was looking at that today. So we might have something in the meantime, to open with music, and then eventually, uh, possibly a whole new song altogether. So, the uh, the podcast name. This was uh, something that we really wrestled with over uh, over a matter of weeks, if not months. Uh, what to name the podcast? Uh, early favorites were things like uh, uh, you know, loud and proud, proud and loud, variation on that. Uh, and then I think, uh, last week you, I, and Travis talking kind of decided that maybe it's not the best thing to get things started off, like poking a finger at the club. Um, and plus, you know, I think there's a lot of loud and proud stuff out there that we might get mixed up in, lost in the, in the jumble. So we went back to the drawing board and, uh, you know, Travis and I went back and forth a little bit. Um, we almost ended up being the Live in La Vida Locals podcast. Uh, that was the working title for several minutes um, until I decided, and this is, this is where technology just blows my mind, uh, living in the future, feel like a real 21st century digital boy. I went to my old friend chat GPT and I asked him or her, maybe, uh, maybe they don't have a gender. I asked them, what should I name the locals supporter group podcast? And wouldn't you know, chat GPT had some really terrible names. Would you like to hear some of them? I, I have seen some of them, but yeah, you might want to share them. Okay, well, with, this is uh, for the audience, the audience just to say they yes. Are, okay. They, okay, they are pretty bad. <clears throat> so my prompt was, give me some options for a podcast name. The podcast is for the local supporters group, 
the locals support the San Diego Football Club of Major League Soccer. Okay, pretty basic. Here's what the uh, the the robot came up with: local chants and cheers. Diego Dynamo, the locals podcast, which might be one of the worst names I can I can think of uh, for anything. I wouldn't name a dynamo that, you know, I would come up with a different name for my dynamo, but uh, locals lounge soccer talk dangerously close to the name of a, a real show we've done before. <clears throat> okay. Diego devotion. Oh, this is great. This is you and me, John pitch side pals, <laughs> San Diego supporters <laughs> unite <laughs> or San Diego. Locals podcast. Never mind. I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, supporters unite. That's uh, that's footy fever. Um, Soccer City Chronicles came up with it by itself. Uh, some hurt feelings on that one. Uh, so none of these really quite had it. So I went back. I went back to the to the robot, and I told it, "Give me more podcast name ideas." but incorporate the number 109. So it came up with things like this. Pitch side 109. <laughs> um, Soccer Street 109. Locals 109 United. Beyond the stands. <laughs> like, can you imagine, like, the podcast is, like, beyond the stands, and, like, we talk about, like, uh, all of the uh, the shady things that happen. and. Nobody wants that. Uh, Diego Echo 109 Supporter Symphony. So this, I think this AI is mailing it in at this point. Um, Soccer City 109 Connection. See, mailing it in. They're just copying off their last list. I know what this, because I did. I used to do this in school. That's how I got through college. So, but they did have another suggestion. 109th Minute locals unleashed and i thought hmm well locals unleashed terrible but you you might have something with 109th minute so uh i i, I sent this to travis and i was like the chat gpt just uh halfway named the podcast and he's like yeah i kind of like it too and i sent it to you without telling you it was chat gpt and you liked it and then i think that's when i sent you the the news that it was uh, from uh, from the AI, and so we we tweaked it, of course, to make it uh, not bad. And there you have it, the 109th minute. So um, that's the story of our name. Because because we frequently see 19 minutes of added time <laughs> at the end of the match. <laughs> we'll see we'll see how the uh, you how the MLS refs uh, handle handle San Diego uh, soccer because yeah um, extra extra time is what what they give us in all matches I, and I'm not trying to shirk my responsibility here at all but I think I told Andrew and uh, Travis both that I, I to use your wrestling analogy I tapped out last week after the show I said it's in your hands <laughs> you, you you guys figure it out because because we needed to come up with something and I 
I was at the point where I was ready to take just about anything so that we could move forward. Sometimes giving up really is the move. People say, you know, don't quit, persevere, but like every now and then, like quitting, boom. And that's the secret to success. There it is. So um, we do. Did you want to talk about news or do you want to talk about STFC's event? Um, let's hit the news quick because I want to get this membership stuff out of the way right at the top because there's some important stuff we got to say. Uh, for the membership? Part? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you haven't heard at all and haven't received the email that uh, memberships are live now, you can renew your membership or get a new membership or talk someone into getting a new membership for 2024. There are the same uh, general prices uh, at the end that we've had or that we had last year, I guess. We've had slightly different ones over the years. There's a $10 uh, membership if you don't want the scarf and there's $25 membership if you want the scarf, right? And then get the scarf packaged with that. So if you haven't seen the scarf design, it's on the website, there's a big banner right on the homepage. Um, it's in Discord, uh, it's been shared around so you can see what the scarf design looks like. And as soon as we get enough kind of memberships going and pre-orders, we'll get the orders for the scarves going and we'll get those, those out to people. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but one of the things that changed this year that is different from years past, well, two big things. One is, there are no free memberships, which I think we've did the last two years, uh, but we have learned um, in some of our changes and trying to make sure we get our organization to fall in line with all the, the rules that we need to follow for a mutual benefit corporation is we can, even though we may like to, and it may be a nice thing, we can't offer free memberships. Part of having the special designation that we have and to get that nonprofit status is we are supposed to be exclusive for members and that's what we do so there we cannot offer free memberships so that's the first thing the other thing we did previously was we that, that we have to we have to find a different way to do it is that we allowed people to sign up anyone you know infants all the way up through senior citizens anybody could be part of the standard membership that has changed this year, so we want to make sure it's clear. Oh, are you telling me my kid can't join the locals? Are you saying kids aren't welcome in this supporter group? Not saying that. Okay. However, right now, for what is open, they're just adult memberships. I'll explain what, how we're going to handle the other in just a second. Um, but because of some other child protection and privacy laws that we're trying to make sure we stay in line with, and especially concerning a service like Discord, which we offer, um, we have decided to make Discord 18 and up this year. And that, and since that is a member benefit, and these word choices are very important for how we label and identify these things legally, since that is a member benefit and we're limiting Discord access to 18 and over specifically because of these state and federal child protection laws, uh, right now our memberships are only for 18 and up. And we know we have some people who have already gone in and signed up their kids because we've seen the conversations on Discord, um, signed up their kids with a standard membership. And and we're, we'll be reaching out and talking to those people. We're going to have to convert those. Um, but at some point, and we're working on a solution uh, I think 
actually have a solution. So I got to talk with the relevant people and hopefully within a week or so, I'm hoping we can have a solution for our youth memberships because we absolutely want to be able to provide membership opportunities to the kids and families, right? So everybody has that opportunity and get their member number and, and everything else. So we just, because of some of the changes and making sure we are doing the correct things on our end, we have to approach our memberships a little bit differently than than what we've done in the past. And and I know it's confusing because we've never limited standard memberships to just 18 and up, but that will be the way it is moving forward. And we just, we weren't comfortable that we had a good solution that met the legal requirements when we launched. So that's why we didn't launch the youth memberships just yet, but they're coming. So this also okay. uh, really, with the Discord going 18 and up, it really opens a whole new realm of content uh, for the Discord. Um, a little bit, get a little bit more risque. Uh, you know, the the bums only fans. I, I'm not links. sure that's the way we were <laughs> we were going there. It's or um, it's going 18 and up. That that means one thing to me, buddy. Let me tell you. Yeah, um, but it, unfortunately, I mean, we we have to be concerned about those those privacy issues and, and well not anymore if we're 18 and up if we're 18 them. and up boom let it fly we can... <laughs> yeah. so we are working on those solutions and they will be coming shortly and we're not sure exactly what the package is going to be for those so if it works out that you had purchased a standard membership for one or more of your children in the opening round, because that's what you've always done. Um, we will refund you if it's less, we will refund you, you know, whatever, whatever you're owed once we figure out what the standard membership. And we know some people did the the $1 membership, the affiliate membership for their kids. And then once we figure out what the right avenue is for that, we'll, we'll make those adjustments and get people switched over. Well, that's, that's cool. I think one thing I, I would say, uh, you know, in all seriousness, um, and listen, I'm telling on myself because I haven't done this yet either. <laughs> but please don't don't uh, don't delay. Go ahead and join. We really need to know uh, how many people want to be you know on the the roster this year because um, we have our first leadership meeting tomorrow with the new yeah, leadership. And let me tell you, there's some of us that are really on fire to get some merch ordered and we're going to need to know how much to order. Um, there's a lot of cool artwork in the pipeline and some really cool t-shirt and sticker ideas um, that I've already been told about. So uh, yeah, we need to know. Um, so uh, I'm also telling myself this because I keep forgetting I need to <clears throat> go and renew my <laughs> my leadership my my uh membership myself before the leadership meeting i told steve i was i told him like listen i may not be eligible because i haven't renewed my membership yet but uh we're gonna we're gonna figure it out uh and i think that gives us a good opportunity to 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 kind of uh segue over to our new leadership on saturday we had the very first after four years as an organization the uh, all member meeting and that was at uh, fair play it was nice uh, in the morning um 
some of us drank coffee, most of us drank beer, and it was uh, a uh, a real airing of the grievances. I gotta say, it, it really uh, was a bit of a, a late festivus uh, <laughs> to me. Um, but did, did that know, surprise you? Uh, no, but no, because I like to complain too. Let me, trust me. I mean, I, I got, I wanted to host this show so I could come and complain every week and people would have to listen to me. So I get it. Trust me. <laughs> did, did you think people were airing? I mean, I, I feel that's kind of strong. Like for anybody who wasn't there, we're airing grievances. I mean, is, is that, I don't know if I, I think I know what you're saying. Are right? you saying I'm being people, hyperbolic or something? Well, I, I, I would just, never. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> I would never say that, of course. Um, but certainly there were a lot of comments about people being unsure where they were going to be in a year's time. Sure. And I think, I think, you know, you and I have the benefit of having this weekly therapy session and talking through our emotions uh, on a weekly basis through the, through the thick of this ordeal. So um, I've, I've been reflecting on this, uh, my state of mind versus the state of mind of other people. And, you know, that might be part of it. That might be why, part of why, you know, I've been able to push through and, uh, you know, really with the new year kind of refocus and prioritize, you know, what I want to do within the supporter group. Um, but, you know, hearing people talk on Saturday, like these are voices that I haven't really heard their thoughts on this before, you know? And so this is their first time that they really had an audience to, to share how, how they thought about it. So, um, you're right. It's not fair for me to say it was an area of grievances. That was, um, well, I would say it was a joke, but it wasn't very funny. But it really uh, kind of uh, let me know that, you know, maybe because we talk about it every week, it's it's a bit, um, I don't know, ex exhaustive. It's exhausted, the, the topic of the, uh, the trepidation, the push and pull here, because we've just beat it to death on, on the show. But um, yeah, not everybody sits here for an hour every week and talks about it. So uh, it right. really makes sense. I thought for the people who weren't there, and this is one of the purposes of having an annual general meeting is so people can ask questions and provide comments. And typically it's more questions of leadership. This ended up being just people kind of stating where they are. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know, we, we had quite a few people there and I felt like a good third of them stood up and spoke at some point. Yeah, And I would say the general feeling, I guess the positive I took away is while we have a lot of people who expressed personal concerns, not really concerns about the group itself, but just where they think they're going to fit in as the group is making this transition, that even though they're personally struggling with how they feel about SDFC or any of the other things that we're, we're looking to try to do moving forward. They all, I think every single one felt very strongly about this group, the locals mm -hmm. and still being a part of the locals and hoping that there is a place still for them, even if they choose not to support SDFC and to be part of the locals, still part of some of our community events and the other things we do. There was, 
I felt a, a very strong feeling across the board of people who like this, this is their family. They don't want the family to break up. They may not be totally on board and maybe I'll say yet, I don't know, but totally on board moving in the direction that most of the group is moving, but they still want to be part of this group. Right. Right. And that, the group's going to be here. Take away, like, it's not like, uh, you know, there's plenty of time for folks to come around. The group's not going anywhere. We're gonna we're gonna be here, you know, in perpetuity. I would I would hope so. There's there's time for folks to to find their own way in, in their own time to decide how they wanna how they wanna do it. Um but in the meantime, uh there is a lot of work to be done to get ready for this season and uh so I did go to after the meeting, uh, made the the trek up to Escondido, your your neck of the woods. I'm, I'm guessing That's right. you're in, probably in your neighborhood, uh, in that that park. Um, and it was the I'm very familiar with Washington Park. Yes, <laughs> the uh, uh, Chrome Ball tour with SDFC. Um, it was interesting. I got there obviously after it had started uh, an hour or two after it began, uh, you know, there was the futsal tournament going on um, some food trucks. And uh, so I, you know, I'm just looking for the supporter booth. I went and hung out with uh, Chavos for a little bit and caught up with some people I haven't seen in a while, which is great. Um, the uh, riptides were there um, next to them. And, uh, and then <laughs> it was, it was funny and sad. Uh, Steve got there. And, and so, you know, Riptides and Chavos, they both have, you know, easy ups with the, the logos and stuff on it. Right. And then Steve showed up with like the smallest locals banner we have and like tied it <laughs> to the fence. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> and it was green. I was like, oh, we're 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 a little bit. One of these things is not like the other. We really. Uh, but it was fine. It was funny. Uh, and um got to chat with uh dk for a while uh he's been a, a guest on the show before and um uh he uh works for the club in their community relations role uh, which i guess is the role that shannon previously had with loyal so uh you yeah, know it was great catching up with people uh connecting with people at the club that we already know and you know, uh, apart from being in Escondido, which is, you know, far from me, um, it's a really easy way to kind of go and catch up with people and see folks and uh, talk to people at the club that you already know, because I think we all know these folks and uh, really kind of help, you know, open the door a little bit. I, I think you had a similar experience in Oceanside, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you is is how you felt about it. Because when I went to the the kickoff event, I also went to the Oceanside event. But when I went to the kickoff event, it was the first time kind of being back, not just with some of the locals, because I deal especially with locals leadership all the time. We're in constant communication or things on Slack or Discord, but seeing some other people and the other supporter groups and actually talking to them and being at a soccer type event was um invigorating right it was it kind of got all the the juices flowing again like man i i miss this i miss it, it was kind of like 
a pregame at Coronado, I think is how I described it last time. But just being around, being able to talk to people, people you've hung out with for the last four years for some people. And it was it was fun. And the Oceanside event was a little bit different because they have the street soccer going on and, and we were on the boardwalk. But still, it was nice to be there with with people. And I, I got to see some other locals that I haven't seen since in person since the last match. Right. So mm-hmm. um, that's always nice. And it really kind of gets the, I don't know, it, 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 for me, it gets me a little more excited about our community. Um, the SDFC is, is a thing in itself. I mean, there's not even a team at the moment, right? Really, we can start talking about players or anything else, but the idea behind this community of the locals, right? It just, when I get the chance to get together with our community, our family, uh, it's nice. I, I enjoy it. And I think any opportunity to do that, I really enjoy. So that was, that was good. And that was, you kind of said something along those lines a little bit. I was going to ask you if you had a similar experience when you're up in Escondido, getting a chance to actually physically be with some of these same people and talk to them again. Yeah. I, I gotta say, and this is probably partly due to how much time there is between now and when the season starts, but um, I kind of expected there to be more people at there, you know, um, because if you weren't part of the uh, futsal street soccer tournament, um, there wasn't, you know, that much else for you to do other than take a selfie in front of the Chrome ball, which I did not do. I'm not that guy. Um, or, or go to the food truck, you know, it was kind of it. Uh, the booths, you know, um, I think it was two or three people at the Riptides booth, um, five or six folks at the Chavo's booth. And then, uh, you know, obviously the locals, we had our meeting, so there wasn't anything, anything right. to do there, but you know, it wasn't a lot of folks and, you know, I, I don't know how many, uh, so, Supporters are being recruited into the SGs at, you know, this group or this event or the previous one, but um, it really kind of uh, impressed upon me the importance of being at the event, uh, regardless of how many people might show up, because uh, you want that association, you want to be present uh, when the team is doing a public event like this because uh it's very uh unless you're in the soccer tournament it's a real kind of transient experience for most people going there they're going there they're walking through and they're leaving they're not hanging out like like we might do (laughs) um so uh it it i have that that was kind of one thing that uh took away which i don't know what i was expecting you know um it's clearly there's not really a team yet or, 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 uh, you know, players or, th- or matches to talk about. There is however, merch. And this was my biggest takeaway from the event because right. I went to the merch truck and I was looking around and, uh, there's no prices on anything in the merch truck, but I uh, found the blue basic. This is a blue t-shirt, uh, I don't know what this brand is. It's just some, it's a blue t-shirt with the logo on the front. And like, I think it's got like SD on the back. Okay. T-shirt, t-shirt, 
48 dollars 48 that's two less than 50 t-shirt uh so i had some some feedback uh about the pricing um it was <laughs> Like I said, there's no price tags on the merchandise. So I I went to the cashier and uh, they told me the price and I had to do the embarrassing walk back and put the item back because I was not going to pay $50 for a shirt. Uh, luckily, um, I believe there is a generous employee discount and a uh, generous club employee uh, was able to acquire a shirt for me helped you out there which i really appreciate um but i i asked the the person at the 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 checkout i was like well don't you have like a 20 dollar shirt with the logo i can buy like i just want to have a piece of club merch and he pointed at a shirt that just had the basic sd on it not really colorful and so that's the cheapest one it's 35 dollars so one Thing, some constructive criticism, I guess. Uh, this is all for the betterment of the community. Uh, there needs to be a $20 option for a t-shirt with a basic club logo on it. Um, you know, we are not in the stadium right now. I understand stadium prices. I know how that works. You know, I know, I know, a, I know a, a cup of beer doesn't cost $18. I know that. But if I go to the Padres game, you know, Maybe I'll have one and only one because, come on, a cup of beer don't cost $18. Same thing with the shirt. But at, at an event like this where you're out in the community, I, I think that, uh, man, you're really – you're especially when right now I know that this team is not a, a profit-driven operation at this moment. Like you are just trying to get your name out there. You're just trying to get – you're investing right now. And – Part of that investment should probably be making sure that uh, somebody who wants to buy SDFC stuff for their family can can do that uh, in under three figures. Yeah, I um, I agree totally with the pricing, and I think that's one thing where supporter groups can come in, right, and and take advantage of that a little bit with their members and because certainly our merch will not be anywhere close to that for a t-shirt. Um, and to, to go back, well, let me pull this up. Uh, Paul, I'm going to get to some of the other earlier comments. We're going to circle back to those a little bit later, but um, you talked about not too many people being there, right? Or being very transient and coming in. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people what, came through, but people weren't hanging out for a long time. Right. And I, I think this is, it is part of the investment. It's the getting the name out there, getting the word out there. I fully do not expect before Memorial Day that we get very many signups for supporters. Probably any of the supporter groups get very many signups because this is where people, unless they're totally eager and ready to go, right? But this is where a lot of people are are feeling things out or maybe they've heard of it loosely and now this was their first taste and opportunity to see maybe they don't like the logo community. yeah so i think right and same with us i agree we need to be there at all these events we need and hopefully we can get other locals to come out and participate and i will say it again i really encourage you if you haven't been to one of these 
when it comes around closer to you or even you know the next one if you can make it come out to them it's it's i always find it's good to hang out with our vocals family and then the other supporter groups as well it kind of gets you back in the swing of things but also we're we're investing some time because i would imagine like just normal supporter group stuff things will start ramping up especially mm -hmm. in the fall so when major league soccer starts pushing closer to their playoffs so the season is going to wrap up and now you can almost see on the horizon that we're going to be ready is when i think we're going to get that huge influx all the supporter groups of people mm -hmm. trying to decide you know are they going to get tickets for the season where are they going to sit do they want to be part of a supporter group and then but but we need to take this time to do our investment as well in communities and with what we have and what we need, like talking about different stuff to be prepared for these events. Um, we need to take some time to do that so we're fully ready to take advantage of it as things start ramping up in the fall. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's like the foundation. Like that's the whole thing with this, the new leadership. And and maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But uh, that's going to be the responsibility of this new leadership council is to lay the foundation so that come 2025 we are ready um that was the kind of the main purpose of the um the all members meeting uh, going back to that was to uh officially hand the baton over from the the old regime uh to the new uh there was no january 6th moment uh, things were very peaceful at Fair Play. I gotta say, uh, there was no uh, riot gear. There was no storming of the Bastille. It was very cordial, which I got to. Uh, I've got to, you know, recognize the members of the supporter group for uh, ha for the peaceful transfer of power. And now, now we're in power, John. We have <laughs> the power. Uh, democratically elected, yeah. uh, 15 people ran. There were 15 positions available. Uh, think of that what you will. <laughs> but um, yeah. It, uh, it made things easy for us, certainly, right? They, to get our transition set up and get ready as we move forward. Like you said, we're, we're helping to lay the foundation this year to really take advantage of things uh, once 2025 rolls around. Yeah, uh, Dylan brings up a great point about having two council members on the podcast uh, represents uh, a conflict of interest. I totally agree, Dylan. Um, I, you know, you know, the thing is about ethics is that um, you have them and then, you know, when circumstances change, you can set them aside. Uh, <laughs> when duty calls, <laughs> one must answer the bell. So, uh <laughs> It's it'll it'll be fine. I'm not going to change the way that I, you know, am on on the show. Um, I am as transparent as possible with the audience. You know, this is a this is a soccer supporter group. This is not uh, uh, this is not national security. This is not um, the town council. Uh, it's not even, you know, uh, a school board of governors, um, or it's my, it's not even an HOA. Okay. This is just the supporter group. Um, I'm not, I'm going to be, uh, if anything, I'd want to be an advocate for, for the average member. Cause that's what I consider myself to be, you know, even if I am 
very loud on the show every week. Yeah, and let me, um, I want to pull up a couple of the comments while we have like a little bit of a pause here to go back to a couple of things before I forget. So let me find them. Um, since we just kind of hinted at the AGM, I do want to make sure we send out a shout out to Shane and Fairplay uh, for helping us out and always being welcoming to us. So Dylan, thank you very much for the reminder on that because they have been fantastic for us in years past. Well, years past, they haven't been open, I don't think quite that long, but uh, especially last year with us with watch parties and then helping us out with our AGM. So yes, definitely big shout out to Fair play, and then also for the AGM, Jeff had mentioned this earlier, and and I think this is spot on. This is a great part of our group is that people are able to express their opinions and have their thoughts respected. And I thought it was very respectful when we were at the AGM, everybody listening to what everybody had to say. I am the um, thought respecter. Remember? I gotta say, I, I definitely am. <laughs> you are the thought respecter. Absolutely. And then there was one more, I think, that I wanted to get to. Um, see if I can find it. Yep, I guess, I guess that was those were the the. Oh wait, no, sorry. Here it is. And Jeff also had asked. Um, so memberships, and I don't know exactly where they are right now. The last I heard, I think we were north of sixty-five total for being open for, you know, a few days here, which is, I would say historically, that's, that's low compared to how we start. But typically, we're starting opening memberships about a month before kickoff for a season, right? It's a totally different beast. Um, so everybody's geared up and ready to go because games are immediately on the horizon. So we did not expect, um, although we would have been really surprised and thankfully surprised, I guess, if all of a sudden we had topped like 200 memberships in the first week or something. Um, but we'll see how it goes. We expect kind of slow and steady growth is, is I think, what we're looking at over this year because it is different. We don't have kickoff to a season right around the corner. Um, but we want to make sure that uh, that we get the word out to people as well and give them the opportunity to get in because I did want to tag on to this about the, the seniority issue that we brought up at the AGM. And I've had some people ask me some questions about it um, since then. So I'd, I'll make just another comment about seniority. So one of the things, and and I'll also say internally, we we don't really like the that terminology seniority and LIGO, we're looking for a kind of a better word, but that's, that's basically what we're looking at, is that it is very likely that at some point in the future, with all the supporter groups, and if we truly, between all the supporter groups, sell out that 3,000 seat section, that say for an away match where when we were in USL and supporting a team in the USL, we could basically send whoever we wanted and buy up a section and be fine, where we might only get that amount, same amount of seats, like say in Orange County, for all the supporter groups and all the away fans and anybody who's going to sit in that section. So maybe a couple hundred seats or something, maybe not even a couple hundred seats. So there may be some incidences where we're going to have to figure out how we work some kind of priority or 
we're cascading priority for certain limited benefits if that arises. So that's where this kind of seniority idea arises with your season number, which is different than your original locals number. You'll always have that, but the season number will change year over year. And that's part of this big push in membership. So to kind of circle back to Jeff's question, we do want to get the word out and make sure people know that if they're thinking about staying with the locals and possibly ever wanting to purchase tickets, especially in the supporter section for SDFC, it's best to get your membership going now because the lower your season number, the higher up on the pecking order you are going to be. Um, and that we will take all this initial batch by the end of March, and then we'll we'll figure out what the season numbers are for each person. Um, and then anybody who comes in after that is just gonna get a season number higher, you know, first in gets the next number and so forth. And mm, I don't like this, John, necessary. I gotta say- that, uh, That'll be used. Speaking for the average uh, member, uh, once again, uh, not a fan. Uh, I think there should be some sort of raffle or, or opportunity drawing, I should say, we're in oh, California. We, we we can do that still, right? Um, I mean, th those are things that we, we absolutely still can. Yeah. We want to have something in place in case there's a need. Just sure, trying to sure. Plan ahead, and, and the right? thing about the, the memberships, like, listen, if I was not like on the podcast and now in leadership, I promise you, I might not be renewing uh, right away. I may not feel a real sense of urgency. And I love being in the supporter group and doing supporter group stuff. Like, but I don't feel the urgency as an average member to to hurry up and renew, right? Uh, if I'm just a person not super engaged with the day-to-day -day and week-to-week -week, uh, like like we are, um, which is why I think it's important that we, we uh, continue to push that we need people uh, signing up so that we can plan things, but... Right, that's the it, biggest it, issue is planning yeah. for us. But, you know, most, you know, most people are not, you know, I mean, this group has X number of members, uh, I don't know if they're all listening to the podcast every week. Uh, somehow I doubt it. So, um, and they're not all in discord either. So, um, you know, getting the word out on our, on our channels is going to be, uh, super important so that, um, those people who may not realize that, you know, they probably would, a lot of members probably would like to support the group, you know, um, and maybe they just don't realize the, uh, the importance of getting that, that membership in, if, if nothing the one dollar one so that just so we have a number right yes and and just to remind people that that option is out there we we created that because we couldn't do the free memberships so it gives people a, a low cost option to be in there but it also because of the way we have to structure our member benefits um it, it really is just access to the store and the um the weekly emails, right? The emails that go out is for that $1, but it does preserve your number, right? So even if you're thinking about it and you're unsure, you can jump in for the dollar and you can upgrade later. But I wanna to get to this question from Paul. Um, you know, what happens if you're part of other supporter groups? Like, how do you figure out priority of tickets? And that's going to be an interesting question. And it's frankly, gonna be the union. Is... That's gonna be the union's responsibility, well, I would think. Right. This is, 
one of the arguments I've heard from uh, someone in Chavos about one of the reasons they they decided to to if you're going to be a member of Chavos, you can't be a member of any other SG. We have no plans on doing that. That I guess could change, but right now I don't see any reason to because try and stop me from joining every holder, supporter group under the sun. Well, right. If you're a season ticket holder with the club, you know, because a lot of times the club just may offer things to season ticket holders, right? So there, there's there's layers upon this. We don't know how that seniority will actually fit in, and it may never, but we just want to have something in place in case. Um, but if you are part of multiple supporter groups, that is going to have to be a conversation for the umbrella group and how that handles. Like maybe you have to designate uh, for those groups who allow people to be part of multiple groups, like if you could be part of the locals and the Riptides and the 18th Battalion and um, any other groups that come up, you may just have to designate one as your priority in terms of the club or how things get allocated. So yes, those are questions that we are we, we are aware of, we're thinking about, we just don't have answers there's yet, you know there's a lot of a bunch of other things need to fall in place first there's a lot of logistic uh, issues like this um even for home matches in the supporter section um i don't know if we are going to have this problem right away but i know uh in the only other the only mls game i've ever gone to uh, to be honest uh, was in portland and the way uh the timbers army works if you want to sit in the supporter section you have to go to the stadium in the morning, well ahead of the match, get in line, and um, supporter section tickets are handed out that way, first come, first serve. And um, then you can go and kind of claim your spot wherever in the section you, you want to be, um, and then you can leave the stadium and come back later. So that's how they do it, because there are more people who would like to sit in that section than then there's room. So you have to go early and get, uh, get that. your your, your you get like a bracelet, I think is what they do. They give you bracelets mm. that, that let you in there. So, um, I don't know how Snapdragon will do it. I don't know how other MLS stadiums do it. I just know how that one works at the one game I went to. Well, well, that is a conversation I had with someone as well as like trying to think about, you know, how many season tickets, do we think we'll have from the locals or from all the supporter groups? Will we have season tickets to fill the entire section, 3,000 season ticket holders? And if you do, that's great for everybody's a season ticket holder, um, but nobody else then gets a chance to ever be in the supporter section. And there are MLS teams that do something like what Portland does, or maybe, and from my investigations, there's some supporter group that maybe get allocated, say, 50 tickets. Right. So kind of and do, doing what you did, there are season ticket holders who then go in. They always have a seat in the section, but supporter groups have a set number of other tickets that they can allocate and and maybe do it the same way where, you know, all right, if you want them, show up on game day and you get a chance to get in there and be part of the supporter section or or some other way, lottery, something else and give people the opportunity to sure. purchase tickets in the supporter section. So there are options. There are things being explored. It's just we 
we again other things need to fall into place a little bit we have to have those conversations with the team and we're, we're a little bit input. over our skis with this conversation this is a this is a later right. problem uh there's a lot of things but, that have to happen first before we before but this. we need members to start thinking about mm -hmm. as we're growing how many people are likely to be season tickets like I know in my head I'm going to be a season ticket holder in 2025. And we need to know people who are like, you know, I'm not really season ticket holder, but, you know, maybe I'd like to go to a quarter of the games or half the games. And, you know, there might be some flexible packaging or something that can be done to accommodate or allow people to get, you know, certain matches. So there's lots of options. And as you said, we we're over our skis in this conversation because there's a lot of other preliminary conversations that I mean, we are literally just uh, almost making stuff up because I have no idea what they're going to do. I just know what yeah. other people do and I know what the problem is going to be uh, later on. Right. But uh, this is why uh, this year, again, I, I feel like I say this every week, this year is so important because um, any supporters union is going to be, the vehicle uh, through which we navigate these problems. And um, right. until we have that established and have uh, have that, how that's going to work, um, we really we just don't know. Um, but hey, uh, I do know um, that there is a few other news items you wanted to hit, John, uh, about um, some of the other uh, goings on. Or have we hit everything? I I think we've hit everything. I I had I had one thing in there, but that's that's I I think we can we can skip that. But I know the uh, Rocket League team uh, won last week. The they I did bail week. on the I did not. I did bail on the pod Good. early to watch the stream. Um, if anyone else uh, watched it, you may have seen. You may have seen a, a player uh, get a winning get a winning goal in the deciding match. Uh, yeah, that that was uh, a very fun experience. Um, they play again tomorrow, uh, actually against the same team. It was a very tight, uh, a very tight series. It went all five games, and it it was uh, you know extra time games. It was a, a lot of fun, and um, you know. Y'all know how this sport is. Even even the Rocket League version of it, it is very uh, intense when when that time starts ticking down. So um, if you haven't watched the stream yet, uh, it's uh, I think Emerald City is the, the channel that uh, broadcasts the Supporters Gaming League on Twitch. Uh, those links are usually posted in Discord, um, and I think they are playing tomorrow uh, tomorrow evening. So give it a chance. It's actually a lot of fun. And, um, strangely, uh, it's not like, you know, watching somebody play video games and you're bored to tears. Like it's, it is a spectator type of game. It, Rocket League, it so. is fun. I, I do agree. And I'm, you know, I, I might watch some more, I guess, esports than the average person, but, um, it, it is fun. They're short games. They're they're pretty intense, and it's uh, it it is actually a good spectator sport if you've mm -hmm. never seen it. So if you get a chance to catch the Twitch stream, you should. You and should it's some of the only uh, only uh, 
soccer you're going to see this year in San Diego, other than <laughs> obviously real soccer, like, you know, the wave and everything, but <laughs> for, for locals affiliated soccer, but local specific. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's all. That's all we got is uh supporter gaming league. So uh, strap in. <laughs> Um, I guess the last thing I would like to mention is now that elections are done, the the leadership council will have its first meeting with this new group tomorrow on Wednesday, as you mentioned earlier in the pod. But this is the time for people who have decided to renew their membership and are part of it to think about how they could get involved to help us out this year. And it doesn't have to be big things like you are going to be the treasurer or something else, but even just little things to help with agreeing to show up at one of these Chrome ball events, just, just to be there and help man the table or um, help with some of our communications to help get the word out. As Andrew said, like we need to get the word out about the things that we're doing about memberships. So any little thing that you could help with, you want to help with stuff we do here on bum TV. I mean, just, there, there's so many little things that people can help with that uh, if you have something you want to do, reach out to someone in leadership and and we'll we'll put you to work because because as we said, this this is the year that we really have to lay a strong foundation to get us ready for 2025 because it's going to sneak up on us really fast. Yep. All right. Um, well, I think that's kind of it for this week. We'll be back. Um, if anything uh, we missed, uh, hit us up in the Discord um, where the conversation never dies and the podcast and the convo goes on and on and on and on. So until next week, uh, John, uh, any any parting thoughts? No, I'm glad we uh, got the new council set and, and I'm excited to see what we can put together in 2024. All right. And I will, uh, in the spirit of transparency, I will give a full debrief in next week's podcast because now they let me in the door. Uh, they let me in the smoke-filled room and I'm going to come back uh, and, and let you all know exactly what's going on. And uh, I can't wait. So we'll see you all next week. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye.